Welcome everyone to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm your host, Marilyn O'Malley, and I coach extraordinary millennials who are sensitive and creative entrepreneurs and professionals who struggle with making more money, loving relationships, and expanding business success. How to own being successful, loved, and live a meaningful turned-on life. And you can find out more about me and listen to Millennials and Money Cafe uh, podcasts on my blog at MarilynO'Malley.com, or you can tune into iTunes and and uh, listen to Millennials and Money Cafe. So today I am really excited to. Uh, our show is going to be about the act of doing business with Hawk Mikato. And uh, welcome, Hawk. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you, Marilyn. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so going to appreciate you, and so is our audience. So let me tell you a little bit about Hawk before we get started here. Um, Hawk is the leading expert in online to offline marketing and sales systems. He is the creator of the Ultimate Marketing and Sales System, a powerful nine-step process to attract, convert, and deliver value to your customers so you build trust while increasing sales. He will help you craft value-based messaging that inspires and engages your customers to buy every step of the way. Hawk Mikato has co-founded seven profitable businesses and sold all but this marketing company, which he has been nurturing over the last 14 years to be the success it is today. Hawk Mikato is an entrepreneur, an adventurer, and a family man. He has fun every day and truly uh, loves everything business. It's his passion and his life purpose to help companies succeed. He is the expert in marketing and sales strategies. Hawk traveled the world 12 times over and knew at a young age that he wanted to help and serve in a huge way. He set out to learn everything about business and gives back by sharing his knowledge with others. He continues to have fun traveling the world, spending time with the love of his life, Caitlin, and going to the zoo and Disneyland with his friends and family. He has a very giving heart, dedicating his time to helping companies increase revenues and their employees becoming focused on their passion and confident about their path. Wow. Okay. So um, Hawk has um, some really uh, wonderful stories here, personal story that I'm going to have him share. But, um, you know, Hawk had, at the, by the age of 18, he had built six companies and ran three family businesses. So Hawk, I want to find out from you, you know, where did you get this passion for entrepreneurship? Um, you know, how did you how did you start, and and what kept you uh, creating more and more and more and more? Because that's the, I find that I well, I guess entrepreneurs like to do that, but at, at such a young age is the amazing thing to me. By eighteen, having created that amount is pretty spectacular. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I actually uh, part of my passion and interest in marketing and, and being an entrepreneur came out of traveling the world. Um, 
And I learned a lot about different cultures. I get to see a lot of different people, what it is that they wanted, what it is that they liked. And um, in most other countries, uh, there's a lot, actually a lot more entrepreneurialism. Um, there's a lot more little mom and shop, uh, mom and pop shops, and a lot of vendors that you know that sell tourists that come. Um, so that's a, a portion of the passion that comes from my or, or that that created my entrepreneurial passion. Um, the Spark event that happened. Uh, was actually in second grade when uh, my dad brought me to the store to, uh, and he said, here's five bucks. You can buy anything that you want in the store. And with that, I went around and I, I kind of looked at what I could buy. And um, I found uh, something that I absolutely love to this day, which is uh, organic dried mango, naturally dried mango. And I bought an entire pound of it, which uh, back then was only $5 a pound. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went, grabbed it, grabbed the pound, brought it up to my dad when we were at checkout, um, paid for it. And by the time that we left the store to the time that we got to our car, I had eaten the entire pound of mango and I asked my dad for more. Uh, And he looked at me uh, partially puzzled and a little perplexed and uh, said, if you're going to eat it that way, then you're going to have to figure out how to buy it for yourself. And uh, so that was kind of that initial kick that gave me um, an inkling to figure out what I could do to make some money so I could go buy more mango because it is still to this day my favorite food by far. And uh, the next day I went into school and we'd been learning how to make uh, paper origami paper balloons and the little paper fortune tellers. And uh, I made a bunch of those. And on my walk home from school, I went up to people and I asked them, hey, would you like to buy one? They're just 25 cents. And uh, by the end of the day, you know, I had a couple dollars and I was able to go to the store and buy some more mango. And that was the very first uh, kick towards entrepreneurialism. Wow. And so what was it, what was it about that, that like, um, that got you excited that you could sell or you could have the money or you could do what you wanted? It was that I could do what I wanted with it. It wasn't necessarily about um, selling. It wasn't necessarily about um, you know having money per se, but it was about being able to get the things that I wanted whenever mm-hmm. I wanted to get them. Yeah. Um, and part of, I think one of the really cool things about that was a mindset came about that making money is easy. Mm. Um, and I later learned in life that uh, keeping money was, is, is easy too, but it wasn't something that I learned how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when me and my wife got together, uh, when we were dating, that was something that was brought up between the two of us. She learned how to save all of her money. I learned how to st- spend all of my money. And now we figure out. So that was a, a, a learning experience uh, that I got to hurdle over. Um, uh-huh. But you learn a lot of cool things, uh, you know, especially if you do personal development and um, have you know an amazing coach who can help you along the way to get through challenges in your business, challenges in life, and and uh, through the successes as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, well, I, I'm just amazed that your little mind was thinking up all of these. But you, you know, it just must have you. You were well. I actually think that a lot of entrepreneurs are are were born liking 
uh, to be entrepreneur, but I just have not known as uh, many as as uh, energetic as yourself at such a young age. And um, so I, I, I know at um, 18, uh, you went through some troubling times and because you had built um, these companies and, and, and the family business. Um, you want to share that story? Because I think this is, this is important and, and what you learned from that. Yeah, so um, part of my experiences growing up put me on the outside of what was quote-unquote normal. Um, and that was really hard for, for me because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be like all the other kids. Um, and that really, so I started hanging out with all the other kids that didn't really feel normal. And all the, and all of those kids, at least in my school were the kids who smoked and drank and, um, partied a lot so that they, didn't really have to feel what was happening for them. And um, the more engrossed and intertwined I got into that community, that part of the world, um, the more I lost myself and the more that I felt that I needed to be in, in that part, you know, in that community, and the more I needed to party and the more I needed to smoke, the more I needed to drink. And it was a perpetual kind of spiraled down that um, it, it was really challenging for, for me to be able to, to live through and to get out of. Um, uh, at the age of 18, I, um, I had pretty much for, for about two weeks uh, only drinking vodka and having orange juice and oranges and very little actual nutrition. Um, and when I realized what I was doing, I started eating again. And literally after not having eaten for almost two weeks, um, I my body started to shut down and I was rushed to the hospital. Mm. Um, when I got to the hospital, they put me into the emergency room and at night they had to restart my heart three times. Mm. And, um, I died three times that night. And as a amazing as it is, I was able to be revived three times and to see that, you know, I have a huge, passion and a huge purpose in this world and that if I can continue to do that that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill that and that would be worse than anything that I was doing myself at that point so I made the decision to look for support find mentors find friends that weren't smoking and drinking all day every day and I went back and, and uh, went to school and to really just to get to, um, you know, see what was working for, for people and um, get out of my ego, which was a, a, a huge journey within itself. Oh, yeah. Um, so 
that really that that journey really took years and it hasn't stopped of course but mm-hmm. that the the brunt of getting out of that environment and out of that world was a you know was one of the the most challenging things that I've I've gone through mm-hmm. in life and um you know it was a a humbling experience yeah well we're uh, we're glad you're alive thanks <laughs> Yes, it had to be a very humbling and and but you're also a very courageous young man to have, you know, experienced that and made a different choice to live a different life. Um, you know, in in order to stand out versus to blend in. Thank you. Um that take that takes a lot of courage and it takes a um you, well, you had a lot going on. Not only, you know, you're 18 years old and you have school, stress of school, which most people can't handle, but you've also created these six businesses and then you're running three companies for your family. That had to be a lot of stress. And you're you're like a, a, a an adult in one aspect and then like a, a kid in the other that you know that you you had to grow up fast to have companies you know and then a kid and that other and trying to you know fit in and you yeah it must have felt like you were living in in a couple different worlds yeah it definitely did yeah Yeah. um and so so what I hear, and then you made, so you made some choices. You, you had some choices. I can either continue down this road that's going to destroy me or kill me, or I can make some new choices. And so you talked about that you um, searched out um, mentors and coaches and guides for yourself. And so I'm wondering if you'll share um, with our audience um, about what are some of your perceptions and beliefs that you had to change in order to be successful and live the life that you have today? Um, I, this, that, that is a huge topic yes. uh, for myself, <laughs> uh, specifically. Um, but I'll share a couple of them that really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those was being young um, and being an entrepreneur. I started running into the, um, I don't know if there's a, a term for it, but it was basically I would go to offer somebody something and they would question my credibility. They would mm-hmm. question my ability to actually perform because of my age. And um, part of that perception was actually my own. Mm-hmm. And um, it never came up for me until one day somebody who was close to me asked me if that was a problem and then it became a problem because I didn't know it would have been before that. And um, so understanding that in myself that my age was not a detriment to my ability, a component of why I can be successful. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I can move quickly. I can learn fast. I know what's actually happening with other people in my generation which the um, some of the other companies can't do because they're maybe even you know especially in this day and age a year behind is like a hundred years behind 
yeah. in, in a lot of cases, especially when it comes to technology and, and the online marketing world. So being able to understand that is a huge component for me. Um, another big piece that I had to overcome was my own limiting beliefs, my own, you know, the, the, the stuff in my head that made me believe that I wasn't good enough to charge what I deserve to be charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, a huge thing for, for everybody because I know from my own experience, going from charging and being able to, to command a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars is just as much energy as being able to go to somebody and let them know, well, it's $20,000. Like, that's not a lot of money. And it's, or it's $1.2 million is my biggest offer. And I've made it twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't had a taker yet for the, the big, like, we'll do everything for you. <laughs> right. Um, but still, like, being able to confidently say $1.2 million, there's, no reason you wouldn't want to do this if we're going to be able to take your business from where it is now to where you want to go. The ROI is there. There's no reason. That. And so, but that had to do with me first believing in myself. And as my team grew, as our, you know, the team of our company grew, being able to believe in the fact that they are worth it too. And mm. That was a, a huge component. And the last thing that I think really can like commands towards my success is knowing and believing that I can't do it all myself. And um, it's one of the three pillars that we talk about on the business side of things um, that we talk about in the act of doing business and are one of the three major challenges is not having a team is a component of that because your team is what gets the stuff done that you're not an expert at. Mm-hmm. I, I know I can make money easily. I love marketing, but when it comes to sales, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. doesn't mean I'm not good at it. doesn't mean I can't do it well. It's just not something that I am excited and wake up to do every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's why we brought on a chief sales officer who can take care of that stuff when we have to do, you know, when we have to take that component on. So mm-hmm. those are the, the three biggest things was, you know, for, for millennials specifically um, is understand, you know, you're old enough as it is, you have an advantage at, by having your age. Um, you're leaving in yourself so you can charge what you're worth. And knowing you can't do anything, so you can bring on a team, which actually helps you charge more, <laughs> ironically. So mm-hmm. um, they all kind of lend to each other and, and can um, bounce off of each other. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that because I think uh, I see a lot of times people are do-do-doing, you know, doing all the strategies, doing all the the work, Um you know, just a ton of energy going out, but they're not doing any of the inner work. So they're, they can't get to where they want to go. And they don't really understand that you've got to, 
you know, whatever you, whatever you believe you create. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, uh, an advantage to all that hear it can really hear it this time. So then, um, I was thinking, um, also what, so as, you know, you've gone through and you've had businesses that have been successful and you've had businesses that have failed. Um, what have you learned about being a successful entrepreneur? So three, the, this goes back to the, the three things that we do in our company. Um, this is, goes back to kind of the foundation of what we teach in, in some of our um, uh, marketing materials and in our books and, and everything. Um, goes towards attracting the right person, uh, collaborating with them, connecting and being able to make the right offer to them, and then helping transform them and what they're doing and what you're helping them with, um, which really lends to getting them the results that they want, that you want to get them to. Um, which So there's a, a lot to that. So um, the first is really attracting them in, which is not just attracting anybody and everybody. And, and this is not only a pet peeve of mine, um, but a really uh, a big challenge that a lot of fresh entrepreneurs uh, that I see they have over and over again, which is they, the, I help anybody who has lungs or I help anybody who um, does X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we went from a much broader scope of who we help, we had a much bigger demographic. We had um, uh, our business. Our business used to help basically entrepreneurs who were uh, at, who were at a million or less. It didn't matter what kind of business you were in. It didn't matter um, what you needed regarding marketing. It, we could help with it. Um, I used to charge, that was when I used to charge anywhere between $200 and $2,000 for what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that we do now, but we charge a lot more for it. Um, now we do product launches, service launches, and event launches for B2B companies from 5 to $10 million. Mm-hmm. So being able to command $20,000 or $50,000 or $100,000 is not a lot for that. So that was a huge, huge component of, and, and I saw this time and time again. And, and for all, for each business that I had that was successful and profitable, I had three that failed. So um, mm-hmm. at one point, uh, uh, probably about a year and a half ago, I somebody had asked me, "What was all like breaking it down? Like you have all, you've had all these successful companies, you've had." three times more companies that failed, like what was it that made them fail, the ones that did, and what was it that made them successful and, and did they correlate? And the biggest thing from a, when, when we're starting out, the biggest thing was that we were attracting customers who might be able to afford what we had to offer but couldn't even afford it. Mm. And that was a huge, huge thing. So, um, can you, can you repeat that again? Cause I think we kind of crackled when you said it again. So, um, just repeat that last line again, Hawk. Definitely. Um, so 
being able to attract people who can not only afford what you do, but easily afford what you do is one of the biggest either failing points or success points in a new company. Um, And a great example is, you know, if you have something and you offer it for $10,000, if you're offering it to, whether it's a a company or an individual and their revenue or income is $100,000, that's 10% of what they earn every single year. Is that something that they can afford? Yeah. Is that something that they can easily afford? Not necessarily. They have a lot of other things that that $10,000 go to be used. Now, if you offered the same thing to somebody who had a million dollars in income or a million dollars in revenue, if it's a business, is that something that same $10,000 can they easily afford it? Yeah, that's a drop in the bucket for them. That's 1% of what they make on an annual basis. And for them to make that investment, there's a lot lower of a risk for them to be able to do that. So they're less likely to throw up the objection of, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the, um, the resources to be able to make this happen right here, right now. Because they've, you've eliminated that by finding the people who can already use what you have and want it now. Right, right. Yep, uh, that's um, and um, so I'm just going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. All right. So, what about the people that are starting out, like millennials that are just starting and they're wanting information, you know, to to grow that they're they don't have a million dollar business yet, and and not necessarily. Um, you know, so maybe when you were when you were just starting too, um, I guess how do you know not like I guess the, I, and this is why this is an issue, right? This is a challenge for people because there are people that need your information, and I guess that's why you do the free free ebooks then, right? And the so how, how have- do you help those that can't afford it but are really craving your information? So we have a, a couple things that we offer. Um, one, the Chief Marketing Officer Handbook, um, which uh, there will be a newer version of that with some uh, updates of everything next year. So we, we publish that annually. Um, and it's going to be called the Active Doing Business. And it's going to have uh, all of the stuff we had last year uh, from this last year, plus the three pillars of business, uh, plus a whole bunch of other stuff in it. Um, this is where we're expecting it to be about 200 or 250 pages. <laughs> Literally has everything we know about marketing. Mm. Um, I don't hold anything back. Um, our clientele is a type of client who knows that they don't want to do it themselves. They know that they want the team to do it for them. They just want to know that they're working with the experts. So when we publish something, we give it all right. versus the company who may charge $2,000 or $5,000 for the same thing we charge twenty dollars to $50,000 for, but they're going to get results in, you know, comparable results or, or you know, respective results, rather. Um, 
and we also have a, a an online training program, which um, literally any customer. So if you, eh, this is kind of a a secret, which is not so secret. Um, but if you buy anything from us, even our book at ten dollars, we give you our online program, at, which we charge fifteen hundred dollars for if you buy it by itself. Um, wow! Right. So it's a. But the goal of that program is to get the customers who aren't quite ready to buy from us to get the systems established so that when they do come to buy from us, they can do it and they can we can get them jump started quickly. Um, and it, I mean, it's got it's after each section, which is three each each section has three parts in it. After each section, uh, we make a sales offer for anywhere between. Five and twenty-five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. We've got a, you know, so you know it is a sales tool for us, as well. right? Right. But it's, right. That's one of the reasons why we can give it away to anybody who buys anything from us, right? Um, because as and, you're helping others grow, so those people that aren't there yet, but you're helping them grow, so they can get up and now they trust and and love you, <laughs> and you're you're you know that they they uh, know you know what what. Uh, what you're doing so great great okay so and is the attracting the right person going back just a bit that's the the niche marketing correct that's correct yeah yeah that that has to do with niching down has to do with targeting well um has to do with your marketing messages uh has to do with how you actually capture their information um so you know everybody a lot of the marketers of today will talk about how important online marketing is um, I'm going to kind of break that norm and say it may not be as important for you, depending on what you do, as everybody's telling you it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a hundred thousand different, or there, well, there's at least a hundred different social media websites. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook may not be the one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for us, for instance, Facebook is the worst place that we can get to lead generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not to say that we don't spend money there because we do get leads there and we have the budget for it. But we know that, you know, for every $100 we put in, we may only get 115 back or 130 back versus if for every $100 we put into LinkedIn, we're probably going to get close to 500 or 1000 back. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's the return. So there's a lot of, th- so what I'm getting from you on, on this is that, you know, there's a lot of ways that what I, what I, what I've been hearing is like, you know, all the social networking and all the places that you can go market and everything. there's like so much noise. This is, you know, and you, before we're talking, I, and read when I was reading your personal history about feeling misunderstood and helping businesses, uh, you know, communicate so that they are, are uh, understood through to their audience, right? And that I think as an entrepreneur, I know for myself, um, and this is probably, you know, again, the where you had your businesses failed too was like not you know, so not, not knowing where to go and who to talk to, (laughs) Um, you know, where to spend your time. And that, you know, I know for me as a coach, it's like, you know, my, my expertise is, is coaching 
uh, and it's not my expertise is not spending hours, you know, marketing. Um, you know, I want to be changing people's lives. I don't want to spend hours on Facebook or or whatever. And I, you know, I have hired a a, a, a marketing person for me, but even you know, I see there's even more and, and that person can be working full time for me. Um, and still, you know, it, it's just so, a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah, overwhelming. It definitely is. It's, it can get overwhelming even for somebody who does marketing. Um, and there's, there's actually two components to marketing um, in terms of like as a marketing department. And I, I think this is often overlooked. Um, and it's usually done by the same person, even though it shouldn't be. There's market research. So that's the, that's what you just asked is who or where do I find the people who I want to be targeting? Mm-hmm. And then there's the what's called market penetration, which is a, a technical term, which is really how do I talk to them? Where, how do I go to that place and give them the marketing materials or get them into a conversation to be able to attract them in? And hopefully they'll give me their contact information so I can follow up with them. Yeah. And if not, how do I get to the next person? So there's the market research and, and market penetration, which are two very essential components that is often overlooked, and which is why we have somebody on our team who does market research. That's all she does wow. is who and where can I find the people that I want to be talking to? And yeah. mm-hmm. um, from there, that person then delegates and says, okay, well, market penetration team, the person who's doing the ads, who's doing the um, you know, networking and, and networking groups, who's doing all of that, here's where you should be going and here's where you should be looking and here are the organizations you want to be signing up with. So go here. So you save people a lot of time and money and, and peace of mind. Anxiety, or I mean, it's actually you create peace of mind. You you take you save them anxiety and worry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, good. So, what's the um, second uh, challenge that so he- the, the the second uh, challenge is the um, it's the collaboration component, um, and we've had different terms for this component, which is breaks down into three main areas. It's how do you get the person who has giving you their contact information and how do you get them to sit down with you in a conversation or watch a webinar or come to a live event and have a conversation around purchasing what it is that you offer and then how do you actually deliver that to them? So giving them what it is that they want, but not just for a little bit of money because you know anybody can sell a $100 program online. But being able to have a, a one-on-one conversation with somebody to be able to offer them a big ticket offer mm-hmm. is really a key component to being able to grow to a, a place where you can leverage other consultants, where you can leverage a marketing team and a sales team and a delivery team and a customer service team and grow to a company versus just a solopreneur or a, um, a small business team. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big, um, you know, big component of being able to to grow is that ability to know after you've gotten in front of them, know what they want, 
be able to ask what they want and offer them a package that is profitable for you and makes you you know makes you the revenue you need to be able to not only um, you know pass survival and go into striving and, and thriving and being able to grow at, at a you know rate that's comfortable for you but is also uh, maybe a little uncomfortable at the same time mm-hmm. how exciting <laughs> um, okay. yeah great and and what would be the third step the last step is uh, being able to leverage the resources that you have which includes your team which includes joint ventures which includes um, marketing automation tools, sales automation tools, um, social media, networking groups, um, so that you can deliver the best possible result to the clients who just paid you just a moment ago and make sure that they get the results that you promised you were going to get them. And once you've been able to get them that result, how do you ask them to come back and by the next thing? And how do you get them to send all of their friends and family to you so that you as a company and as an individual can achieve your goals? Mm. That's wonderful. So you really are looking at the um, um, every aspect of the business and, and uh, up-leveling it. Yeah. Yeah. We look at, at all of the, the key components. And um, one of the big things that we do in a VIP day with our, our VIP, it's two days actually, um, is we, we have 72 points, 72 kind of deep in detail areas that we go into. Um, and it breaks down from, from six major components, which is impact, niche, vision, um, attraction, collaboration, and transformation. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, and how how long how how long have you had this business? Um, we've been in business. I've been doing this for over fifteen years. Um, this company uh, we actually merged with another uh, and got business partners, which is part of the growth of leveraging and, and my own resources. Um, about two years ago now. So um, this business has been around for uh, about 15 years, but uh, as Invert, we've been around for about two. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, oh, yeah, we should name the company, right? It, it's Invert Strategies, and you can find out about it at invertstrategies.com. Is that correct? Yes, and, that's right. And is there anything else that you want to share about the act of doing the your ebook about the act of doing business, which that will be coming out in January. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. At the um, I think I think we have it scheduled for January twenty second. Twenty second. And um, is there anything you want uh, people to, if they don't contact you personally, to have your company do business, a uh, an entry point, or uh, do you want them? Uh, find signing up for the three major challenges that can kill your business and how to avoid um, them or you want to wait yeah, you can you can get the uh, act blueprint actually so it's a um a one page 
sheet of the um, active doing uh, business and uh, goes over uh, the nine key components of that, uh, which is the same as the ultimate sales system, um, just been renamed, uh, rebranded with the new company name. Um, and uh, you can get that at invertinc.com slash blueprint. That's I-N-V-E-R-T-I-N-C.com slash blueprint. Okay. Um, all right. And do you, this has been so informative. I'm wondering, is there, um, I think we've covered most of the things. Is there anything that, um, you want to leave the, um, our entrepreneurs with any advice personally, professionally, um, motivationally, inspirationally, (laughs) Uh, the very first thing, um, once you've kind of figured out who you're attracting and, and you've got uh, something, uh, a big ticket offer to make, is uh, hire an assistant to take care of your emails and your, um, you know, even your phone calls, your incoming phone calls, scheduling appointments with you and, and uh, responding to people on your social media from your face, you know, personal Facebook messages, LinkedIn messages, things like that. Um, that is, I think, <laughs> when when I did that, I, I probably um, went from working about needing to work uh, 40 hours a week to needing to work about 20 hours a week, um, which was mm. about how much time I was spending responding to all these things. And uh, I have have since found other things to do in the company, but um, a lot of my time is spent managing and, and leading the, the people in our company versus doing the kind of the day-to-day work that um, I can pay somebody um, a fraction of my, you know, what I'm, what I know my value is. Right. So you're leveraging here too, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that keeps coming back to that. Yeah, yeah. Leverage, leverage, leverage. Um, yeah, a- and that also allows you to have time with your family and go on your adventures and, um, you know, go to the zoo in Disneyland, right? That's right. Yeah. So get, you got to keep that, that uh, life-work balance uh, happening so that you're full of full of energy for creating. Well, thank you so much, Hawk. This is really wonderful. Is there any place else that they need to go to connect with you? Where do you like people to connect with you? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, a good place. Um, when you do that, you'll get a call from my team, okay. and um, they'll schedule a call with me. Okay. All right. Um, I appreciate your time so much. I appreciate what you're doing in the world. And... Um, look forward to um, learning from you more and have a uh, wonderful, uh, productive and successful life. And thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, Talk to you soon.